Welcome back, everyone, to Feed the Bear, a mayor of Kingstown podcast, the mayor of Kingstown podcast, the only one. We're here today to talk about season two, episode seven, entitled Drones. You can find out more about us at dvrpodcast.com, and you can be like Savage Ginger. I love that name. Our newest patron. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. She is a Mayor of Kingstown fan and has decided to support the podcast at patreon.com slash DVR. So go ahead and do that too. Maybe if you support the podcast, we'll get our co-host Heath Solo back because he's here tonight. He made it back. Whoa. Whoa. Yep. I'm here. Savage Ginger brought you back. Thank you, Savage Ginger. I appreciate it. You know, sometimes money talks. That's true. (laughs) Money talks or solo walks. Walks, yeah. (laughs) I just want to give a very big shout out to our man, Mike, from One Mike for covering. He was awesome. I listened to the pods, and I was just like, oh, man. Mike is, he's awesome. We've done pods with him. He's a seasoned vet. But he 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 rocked it, and I you know honestly, he's the only one I ever want replacing me during Kingstown Pods. Okay, so you can't have anyone else. Sorry, everyone else, but Mike's the man, and I, I I love what he brought. I love what he brought. He was, was great. Nice. You know, Solo. Over the years that we've been doing this podcast, I mean, we started because we listened to lost podcasters like Ryan and Jen and Jay and Jack, right? And they Mm kind of inspired us. And then we've had other people that have listened to us and kind of become inspired. And I hope that we have gotten better by practice. And Mike, too, he was great the first time he was on a pod. And now he just, it's like, how can you get better? And he just keeps getting better. The guy pops out like 10 videos a week or something. You know, amazing. You just got, it just shows you. You keep working and you just kind of get better at talking about things and analyzing it. And yeah, he brought up a lot of great points, man, that really got, I was hoping that his video had dropped so uh, I could steal some of his ideas and theories for our podcast tonight, but it hasn't dropped yet, but I'll keep that. Well, because he steals, Mike steals from Solo. <laughs> so that's why he knew I was coming back. Yep. <laughs> See, what's, what's better than one Mike? The solo mic, baby. That's right. That's right. That's baby. all that's better. Um, but I will keep that link in the show notes. So if you did enjoy Mike, go over, subscribe to his show, like, comment, do all that kind of shit. Um, but uh, solo, you were not here because you had your movie premiere, Star City Murder. So congratulations, pal. Oh, thank you. Yes, we had our. Well, we can't call it a premiere. It was our VIP screening, but yeah, um, yeah it was screening. our, but it was a premiere in my head. Uh, it was the first time showing my film to an audience, uh, a big audience other than just individuals watching rough cuts. And it was, you know, shown on the big screen at the, uh, fine arts theater in Beverly Hills. Uh, the exorcist, I believe might've premiered there back in the seventies or, Uh, It played there. Um, I I don't know if it premiered. It might have, but it's an older theater, but they did did a really nice job. Um, And 
it was just, it was phenomenal. But we had the biggest storm, rainstorm in LA. Actually, it snowed like in the Burbank Hills. It snowed in the Burbank Hills. Like it snowed at lower elevations. It hailed, it rained for two and a half days straight. So unfortunately, we were going to have about like 200 people at the premiere, but only about 120 showed up because of the storm. That's and still a good, that's a lot of people, dude. No, it was a good, yes. I had, we had a great turnout and uh, it was great to see some old friends. I had family fly in, old friends fly in. Um, some, you know, we had our ca- uh, some of our cast, most of our crew was there. Um, producers, uh, Chili Mertz was there, of course. Uh, came in from Colorado, and uh, Mikey from Vegas, and my boy Mike from Tampa. Like it, it was really nice, and but it was it was great to be able to share it with my my mom, my dad, my sister who came in, uh, which was awesome. Uh, they just it, they they absolutely loved it. I mean, my dad's the most critical guy, and he's been critical of my work over the years, but. Uh, uh, he gave me after the screen, he gave me a hug and started crying and said, it was the most amazing thing I've ever done. And he's oh, so proud. And that man. was worth it. Me, him and my mom were just like, it made me cry. I cried because it's been such a long road and you know, the crap I had to go through even this past week to get this movie <laughs> up on the screen. And, uh, it was just, I was amazed how much they loved it. And they just, uh, they just couldn't stop talking about the movie. And my dad's like, if this doesn't make your career, then you're, I, I'd quit. <laughs> <That's what laughs> I'm like, well, uh, hopefully someone, you know, hopefully it will. Uh, but no, it was a lot of emotion. We had a great Q and a, uh, not a lot of the cast. Some of the cast had plays that night, so I couldn't make it a lot where people were out of town filming doing, but, uh, we had a few cast members there and Tim Russ was there. So he talked to my dad for like 20 minutes. He couldn't separate the two of them. So it was good to, uh, you know, he, he got to meet one of his favorite actors after me. And uh, so, no, it was, it was really great. And the weekend went amazing. Actually, I wish you were here, but I know it's tough with travel and family and, and, and everything. And with the storm, it was, it made it a little harder, but they wouldn't open the doors till 2 PM. And I had people out there at like one 30 in line. So I stood out there with them in the rain saying, if you're not going to let my people in, I'm standing outside with the people. So in solo darity and solo darity. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Yes. I know how much, I mean, you've been talking about this for years and, uh, it's been over three years, man, from killer rats to killer premieres. <laughs> I mean, VIP screenings. Um, but yeah, and as I, I haven't seen the completed as it stands technically completed, but I did see some later cuts and it's, it's a great movie. Star city murders people. It'll be out there. People will get to see it. And, um, and then hopefully we'll get more people on the Patreon so I can woo you back to the uh, podcast. Cause you'll be out in, uh, <laughs> you'll, be shooting, you'll be like the Czech Republic shooting something. You'll be yeah. in Ireland. You'll be going all over the world, man. I'll, I'll be all over, but you know what? If it brings more patrons, then I did my job because <laughs> I believe, I believe in this network. I love podcasting with you and I'm never going to stop. So, That's but good. I'll do more. If you join, <laughs> podcast.com slash 
Patreon, or whatever it is. Yeah. There you go, baby. Patreon.com slash DVR. Well, that is a story that will continue to. Just you had the VIP screening, but there'll be more updates, of course, about your film. I know people are asking how they can see it, but uh, to, uh, in, in due time, it will come. But yeah, um, in due time. we are here to talk about the McCluskey bunch. <laughs> and uh, yes, we are. We had the a McCluskey co- bunch. <laughs> baby we had a couple of uh, of premieres, too, that uh, you were not here for. So um, as we get into this episode, please feel free to throw in any kind of thoughts or anything you had from the other episodes or, you know, questions, comments, concerns, because I I still am interested in uh, your feelings and, of course, the kind of different theories and whatnot Mike and I may have had. And this episode, um, which who which is directed by Stephen K, who did the first two episodes, and actually there are ten episodes this season. I think last episode Mike and I thought there were eight, and we had said there are eight, but there are ten episodes this season. So we have uh, three more episodes after this, not two. But um, we start out with Mike and Bunny and drones and. They took out the DA. What's up, Solo? What, what do you think's going on here, man? The, things came to a head while you were out. Yeah, you know, it's funny that the 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 two episodes I missed, I really liked and was upset that I couldn't podcast about them, uh, especially last week's episode. I felt that it really was starting to come together. Uh, but I, I, I do want to talk about the show as a whole right now where we're at after seven episodes before we get into deep into the episode, if that's cool with you, because I'm struggling, I'm struggling this. Okay. So, I mean, season one was phenomenal. I mean, Taylor Sheridan is one of my favorite writers, creators. Now I love the cast. I'm, I am a mayor of Kingstown fan for life. Whenever it comes back when Jeremy gets better. And if they continue, I hope they do. I just feel like they're, they're a little lost this season. And, and I think a lot of it, like at first I'm like, it just, I don't feel the urgency. It's, it felt like every week is get me out, Mike, get me out. Mike, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Evelyn, get him out. Sign it. No, no, you can't, Mike, you can't, it doesn't work that way. And it just, Oh, Miriam just showed up for one scene of the episode. And I just like, Oh, Kyle's drunk. Like, and I'm just, was getting frustrated. And then last week's episode really kind of brought me in more because I felt like it was off to such a great start this season. It was the, you know, post riots, you had gang wars going on a lot was going on. They really set it up great. And, and I'm just like, and then we've talked about before the Iris, the Iris storyline in Milo and we'll get into Milo. I just felt like They've just lost the boat on this whole Milo thing, and we don't even see him anymore. And it, and I'm wondering, you know what it feels like, Axel? Because I mean, this episode was 34 minutes. Like, I think the show has suffered from this length, and I felt like we're getting a lot of um, repetitive stuff. I feel like it's too short, and I just almost feel like that they're just waiting to do like maybe a bit the banger in the last two episodes. I, I, I don't, I feel a lot of repetition and it's frustrating me. 
And I'm trying to figure out why, because the acting's great. It's just, it's missing that season. Season one was so special. It was my number one show of the year. And now I'm, I'm honestly struggling like this past episode drones. It just, I don't know, man. I, this might've been my least favorite episode of the series. And I hate Mm -hmm. saying that, you know me, I'm not negative and I'll never like say Mm -hmm. it's a shit show or they don't know what they're doing. The writing's bad. I will never say that because this is a list stuff. I just wonder if this shortened, these shortened episodes, it almost feels like they shot everything and they've cut it down to fit 10 episodes and they mismanaged what they're showing. You know, I can't, I can't wholly disagree with you. I'm still, I'm still really enjoying the show and the world Mm -hmm. and the characters and the people. And I actually really liked this episode. I thought it was, I thought it moved quick I was glad that there wasn't too much of the Iris stuff because talk about repetition. I mean, we don't really have to even describe what happened except for the fact that someone told her that Milo at some point in her lifetime may or may not want to see her. Um, But then also had to remind her yet again that people had to shit on her for no reason. Like she's already lived there for a couple of weeks or something, right? Like couldn't have could they come to some sort of agreement that they don't have to like get into a fight every time she walks into a fucking room, you know, but it just keeps on. You're right. It's, it's very repetitive that part, but I was glad it was quick. Um, but I can't wholly disagree with you. I was on one of the, um, mayor of Kingstown fan pages and somebody wrote that they, they had a theory about the short episodes, which I dis- dismissed offhandedly, probably rudely, because I'm, sometimes I'm just, it's the morning. I hadn't had my eggs yet. <laughs> and uh, they were saying they felt that one reason the episodes may be short is that they re-edited them after Jeremy Renner got hurt so they could have stuff for next season with him. Like they took storylines out so they could have stuff with him and still shoot other stuff and, and get started on episodes while he recovers. Now I find that to be not the way I don't think either of us know how television works. That would be kind of crazy to do that. Um, and all the, this is not a CGI heavy show. So these are edited rather quickly and far before they air. I think, Uh, I mean, they shot it a long time ago, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we were seeing, I mean, not a super long, at least a year ago, we were seeing Pittsburgh stuff. Remember Aaron saw them shooting and that's right. That's right. The beginning of the year, I believe. So, um, I mean, I don't know. I continue to think that it's because they're selling it internationally, but I do think there's a story here and I, I have not a lot of people talk about this show. We are the only podcast on this show. Um, I think it does have a following, but it's a niche smaller following. Uh, I I don't think it, it has not had the same acclaim Um, even as like Tulsa King, as far as the Sheridan universe goes, right? Um, Because it's kind of like a Renner thing too. 
Um, but I think there's a story here and I, I think you're right. So I can't really disagree with you. I, I think they've, they really have stripped a lot of the philosophical and, um, uh, kind of social commentary that was really a part of it last year, but like the bears not in it, Mike cooking and well, like that just, destroyed, that destroyed our podcast. <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> But I, I'm, you know, I mean, we've been talking about this almost every episode, and this was a really short episode. Um, uh, yeah. So. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm just, again, because I haven't been on in two weeks, uh, and I had never missed a Mayor of Kingstown podcast before that. <laughs> Not that there's a lot. But no, I, I just, I guess like every week I, I, I come in, you know, and maybe I, I think it's, yeah, it moves quick because the episodes are shorter. And I just, I guess I want that, that other 10 to 12 minutes that we really need these episodes to need. soak it in now. Yep. Yeah. Now, I mean, I've been, I've been actually really liking this season. It's probably been two episodes. I felt this way about, and this last one, just because I, I didn't feel like there was anything new. Um, that yeah. really yep. like, you know, Ben Morrissey's the rat. Who the heck is Ben Morrissey? You know, like the, 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 the way right, the it way, wasn't anyone we knew. It wasn't Stevie. We knew. It was, <laughs> no, it wasn't Stevie. It was Ben Morrissey. Okay, great. Um, and then even when Kyle finds Iris, the whole buildup of fine Iris, he just happens to be in a club. Now, was it he goes home hammered for dinner? But then they have the day scene with the drones, and then he's out at the club. Is that the same? I was like, oh, this isn't the same day. It can't be. No, I think it was the next day. day. Yeah, I think it was the next day. I know, but it just felt like. He's out again, you know? You know, it just, it it was there. I felt some disconnect. It almost felt like they added it to this episode. It just felt, I know it was the next day because we saw a day, but it just, I don't know, just the way he discovers Irish and there iris there's it's no big reveal i mean okay he happened to be at the club she's at but again well yeah you think that they would also know what club milo has girls at right like what he's involved so maybe that would have been a play or this is the question is that what he's doing he was told by mike to go out and find her Right. So is he checking one of the clubs and he found her or is he just getting wasted or is that really the same thing? <laughs> right. Well, like, he checked out train a, stations and different things. Yeah. There was never any mention. He's checking out all the clubs. That's I true. I think they should drop that. That that can't be just. Well, um, we could add some future uh, ADR there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I just, you know, I just, I, I guess it's just, uh, well, let's get into it's the let's get into the app. Right, and I think right. if you let's we start talking app. about it, maybe you maybe we'll uh, we'll spark spark a little something. But we do. It is called drones, and we start off with the drones. And during this whole first scene with Bunny and Mike in the dog kennel, which I think is kind of funny, how Bunny is talking to the dog. And he's like, "They need to feed your ass." Dog. Yeah, <laughs> that was like that's what I'm saying. Like I love all these actors, so. Um, yeah, no, and again, I I love watching them. I just want different things to happen. But yeah, no, I mean, we we love this show. The Let's uh, just continue. W- 
as we progress, we see Mike and Bunny giving really weird glances up at the um, at the drones. Right? We know that they're dropping mm-hmm. drugs. We see the. Uh, I love when Mike keeps on saying, "Are you ABCO? Are you a- Are you ABCO?" <laughs> so I guess that means Aryan Brotherhood Correction Officer, right? That's what an ABCO would mean. Yes. Uh, I think that's the new name of the podcast. (laughs) ABCO. ABCO. When we don't like an episode, we call it the ABCO. ABCO. Um, So basically, this is a continuation of what Bunny feared is that, and Mike was talking about and why they went and, and him and Kyle roughed up. Um, what's his name? Davidson, the, the head, uh, the head, uh, ABCO, um, which is that they're working in conjunction with the Aryan brotherhood that this is not an Oreo situation. They're just appeasing bunny so they can take control and, and of this prison. And as we see, Mike runs up on some of the Aryan brotherhood walking through the wrong neighborhood. Right. So they're like, Things are, we're supposed to believe now things are amping up. It's about these drones. They're allowing them to take over the drugs in the jail, which Bunny wants a fair cut of, which is what Mike and this whole thing of imprisoning them all is about, right? Evening the playing field. Everybody gets a piece. We don't need to have any war. You just stay in your territory and everything's cool. Um, and, and bunny wants Mike to take these drones out at the end. He takes the drone guy out. What are your feelings on the drone solo and the whole drug thing that's going on? The way I explained it, I think is a little more direct than the way the show did. (laughs) Yes. You made it sound very plausible. Now we got there in the show. It just took some time and some, uh, rewatches, but, um, Hey, I, I, I mean, I, I recollect, and they mentioned the whole tennis ball thing, you know, the first yes. episode yep. when Mikey uh, hits a tennis ball over and now drones. And of course they, they have a shot of Davidson watch seeing it and letting it go. So, you know, it's approved mm-hmm. and the, you know, the Aryan brotherhood are trying to just take over They're like, screw Mike. He, he went on his word. This is taking too long. They transferred us. We got to earn. And now I don't, and they don't give a shit. And it's evident with the call when he calls his drone guy uh, and uh, Mikey answers and, and Gunner's like, who the hell is this? And it's like, who do you think it is? Uh, and so, I, I mean, it it's a good way to do it if you're not going to get caught. And with the guards letting it happen, you know, it is what it is. I think it's a stupid move because we see with, so now the bro- the brotherhood, the Aryan brotherhood going into crypt territory, are they now, okay. So now they're, they're, they're trying to take over the prison, mm-hmm. be the big earners. And now they're walking the streets and they said, don't sell here. Are you going to get shot? Were they really trying to set up to sell or were they just testing the waters? That's what I think it is. It was just a show of force, right? Like we're right. going to just say, walk Hey, we can walk here. in your territory. Yep. Yeah. Because we're, so they're trying to make a play to take out over everything. And of mm-hmm. course, Mike, you know, drives in and, and 
you know, it does a crazy. I, I I miss him driving up to Bunny's place from season one. <laughs> that was, a, that bunny, was a crazy. Yeah, that was a Bunny driving up to Bunny's place move, wasn't it? Where yeah, he just uh, kind of totally. cuts him off. When he's pissed off. Yeah, yeah that was some good, like, nice natural stunt work. But it's interesting. It is in a way. It's it it evolves from this what Mike and I had been talking about that appeasement of bunny them saying this is going to be an Oreo prison, right? So that's what they did. They kind of said to bunt, they were kind of like, okay, bunny, we're going to, you know, quote unquote, protect you when the hit goes down. Right. And then the guy who tried to stab everybody, oh, he was a lone wolf. And now we're going to rescue you by cutting his hands off like we're really looking out for you but really what they're doing is trying to get him to go to sleep right yeah and then he takes out the da which seems to have no effect on anything that was another thing i wanted to comment on which is that mike says in the first scene he's like you took the guy out now you're making it harder and and when he goes to evelyn it's just Evelyn seeing, Foley. Ev- yes, is. Evelyn Foley, my distant relative. Um, she doesn't seem in any position to let these guys out now, especially when you're going to get so much heat. Like they killed the DA. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that's right. a huge fucking thing to then it result in all these high ranking uh, prisoners being let out would be silly. So it just makes bunnies move look really kind of dumb now killing the da was that the trophy they had been talking about hinting i think so i think so and and he does kind of say um there was a mark on you mike right but i switched it to someone else so was it originally mike that people that he was talking about or it's very possible i mean i i gotta think this hit on the da you're right it was originally going to go to mike um and but i mean we heard about the trophy early on i think even before i can't i'm almost positive it was before the heads went in so something was happening so it might not have might not have always been mike i think it could have been the warden or someone else shifted to mike when the plan went south and then bunny was able to switch it off to the da because if they kill Mike, then Bunny has no ally outside that could actually help him, even though he's almost given up um, uh, on Mike. But so, yeah, I mean, one thing I, I will say that it was pretty cool was when they did the drones and the drugs. And when we saw the cook in the kitchen, cutting it up and making yes. the balloons and everything like I you wonder, that. like how that's done. Like, you know, it, it's but like they show that. And it was just like, I thought that was pretty cool to get kind of that inside, like, oh, my God, he's doing it in broad day while the guards don't care. But so he's just boom. That's how they do it. It's just amazing how uh, how that just happens. And I think right there. that also illustrates how strong the Aryan Brotherhood is within the prison, that they do it right out in the open like that. Yeah. You know, that it's part of the system. Um, it's systemized and the, and the, uh, the ABCOs are all in on it. And I think that, um, that's kind of the, obviously we're working up to bunny having to make some kind of move or do something internally, externally, because I just, at this point, 
that was a shocking ending to see the DA that we've heard of and we only see him for one scene and then he gets killed. But this episode, I think, kind of showed that that didn't really accomplish much. Um, I mean, it, it showed it a power. It showed a power of strength that we can get to anyone. And that's why Evelyn's oh, very scared. Uh, it did show that, but you know, so it, if it doesn't get her to sign, then of course it was for not, but you could show like, Hey, if you don't give us what we ask, I mean, think about it. Mike has been telling everyone, don't go back on your word. Remember the prison guards did it. And that's what led to a riot. Yeah. And you, you they, too many people are going back on the word and the DA just puffed out his chest, made it like what a big win. And he said, screw them. And he, he got got <laughs> because yeah. of it. So, so anyone can be gotten to that's, that's the scary part. That's true. And there was time in the last episodes. You remember when Ian was like, Oh, I'll meet you at, to Kyle. I'll meet you at nine o'clock at your house. I thought that was setting up someone getting killed at the house. Mm. I thought they were foreshadowing that. And that's, you know, before Maybe. then, then they changed, of course, the hit to the DA. But I thought that was going to happen whether Ian was going to get shot or Kyle or the wife. I, I thought something bad was going to happen. I even told my wife something's happening at nine o'clock. He's Kyle's going to be late and his wife's going to get shot or something, but Ian will be there. But, so that that's what I thought was going to happen. And when that didn't happen, I was like, okay, good, of course. But like, I, I you know, I, I don't know if I felt like I'm reading it wrong or I'm just wanting something big to happen so bad. And, I, you know, the DA getting killed, okay, but it's still, we met, you know, we heard about him and we saw him in one, in, you know, in, in one scene. So it, though the name, the DA, that's a big deal. It wasn't necessarily a big deal in the sh groundbreaking for the show um because you know not that we have to have main people die for the show to to be good uh but it just i mean we had skinny pete in the pool that was damn good um, <laughs> but you know what i mean it's just it was it was just a little disappointing i wish i wish maybe we saw more more scenes with the da and maybe instead of the warden because now the warden stuff i mean it's almost like Eh, I mean, we, we, we could have used the DA a little more, a little more build up, but not, not a huge, huge deal. But, um, I think, you know, anyway, that's just my opinion. Well, when Mike does break up that, um, brotherhood crip, uh, picnic on the street there <laughs> and when everyone walks away, one of the guys who I think we've seen before says to him that Rhonda wants to see him. Um, <laughs> they kind of joke a little bit about, uh, it was a nice moment. It was a nice yeah. moment to see Renner laugh. I mean, to see Mike laugh a yep. little bit, you could tell it was almost like, but I was thinking it of really it too. Weren't you? When he was like, Rhonda wants you to stop by. And then Mike starts smiling too. Right. And he sees it and he's like, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah. she is mentioned also, uh, by bunny. Uh, that she is part of the crew and she had said that before too. Um, but uh, so she, what, what that, what she wants to talk to Mike about 
is, you know, that's two guys talking on the street, but it sounds like it is kind of a business thing. We never get to see that. They don't meet. But um, I just thought that that was interesting. And uh, so I, I guess, Axel, real quick with that. Okay, I must have heard it differently because I heard that him saying, Oh, I heard you've been stopping by. And then they went into it. I didn't know she wanted him to stop by. Um, I think that's what he said. He said Rhonda okay. wants you to stop by. The oh, shop. Okay, I, I guess my, my ears heard. Maybe I, I was heard wrong. you've been stopping by. No, you're probably right. I mean, I'm, I've been so overwhelmed with so much shit lately. <laughs> um, uh, I'm like Mike McCluskey on a Friday. But, uh, but that's yep. what I thought. And then it was kind of like, oh, you've been stopping by. You better watch yourself. You know, mm-hmm. not that she wants you to stop, but, but regardless, um, it's the same outcome. Um, so, yes. Uh, and, uh, to kind of round out the drone drug prison bunny stuff, we see bunny and Ralph, Rafe, Ralph, I have a hard time saying that, <laughs> um, given a, it, it, and Carney is right. It is good fellas. Hell yeah, it's, it's good fellas. Because he was fellas. he was about to talk about the the famous cutting the garlic with the mm-hmm. razor blade, and yep. he got cut off. Uh, That's true. So they get the new digs. Now I have a question for you about that. Now Carney says this was a gift from the mayor, which I'm assuming is Mike, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mayor Mike. So is this so Mayor Mike by getting them? Is that to? kind of a temporary make things right or to be like if you keep screwing up you're going to be here long term but here's some good place to stay like because it almost seems like it's a long-term thing and then my part part b to that what i couldn't see what this what happened in their cells what why they looked at the cells they looked dark to me they were just emptied out they were just cleared out oh they were cleared yeah they were cleared out stuff was gone except for the fuck the world Written yeah. On the, yeah. Uh, okay. Their stuff was gone. But okay. they got into like five shots. But yeah, just that their okay. stuff was gone. They were like, what the hell? You know? Oh, okay. Um, okay. And then, of course, we also, there is this whole kind of background thing. And even Mike asked Carney, are you ABCO or UAB? Right. And then it's kind of right. like, we keep on, he keeps on being set up in these situations where he's taking bunny places and doing things where we think is he really with mike is he i i don't know i just feel like they are kind of setting up carney flipping in some way or secretly being abco the whole time now i can't stop saying it but i just want to mention that because i think he's been a good addition this year yeah it's either setting up him to B A B C O <laughs> that, that was for you, Axel. I like it. Or the fact that he's their one guy in there mm. and they're going to take him out oh. and, and some there's going to be some sort of accident happening. Oh. So it's, yeah, it could Damn. be one of those because you know, that Sheridan universe, they'd like to yep. pull you one way and then rip the rug out from you this and be like, Oh shoot Kingstown, baby. That's true. So just an option out there. It could be just my, uh, my beautiful mind hoping it happens mm-hmm. to get me more excited. But, 
Um, I don't know, but it's just, it's definitely, you know, one of the things about this show that, you know, and, and usually it's with good writing and everything where they set stuff up and you get little hints and then sometimes the opposite happens, but I feel like they're setting something up. Uh, so I like that. I like that idea. That's interesting. And I like what you said about the new digs, um, for Bunny and Raphael, perhaps being both a gift and a warning in a sense, because I thought the same thing. And I looked at when Bunny was looking around and it was kind of weird the way it looked like it used to be like an old like kids meeting up room or something or like, yeah, where, yeah, you know, was, like there's like crayons yeah. and shit there. Um, just that juxtaposition is is striking. But um, I felt that he was looking at that, too, like he's like damn, this is like, you're moving us up, but it's kind of like long-term, right? Like it does worry you in a sense, but then we see him again and they're kind of doing the good fellas thing. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like they're cooking and he's tasting it. And, uh, so they're kind of, they're kind of getting into it though. The drones are still around and that's when he's like, I got to call Mike again. And and Mike goes and takes out the drone guy, who, by the way, wasn't really hidden that well. He was just like in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, behind yeah. A, like one tree. Yeah. But I, we keep on talking about things building up. Is that the real built, right? Like you're saying, I like that. Mike takes that guy out. They're flexing. They flex back. They take out Carney or they take out some, you know what I'm saying? They take out somebody else. They move because on them a little time- bit. Because last time, remember, they took Bunny and they gave him a little beaten and put him in solitary. Carney was trying – he did step up to them, and then, of course, he's outnumbered. So it showed – like he – I think if he was – I I like this, Heath. You know what I mean? I'm with you. Yep. I'm with you. Because I don't think they would have put a show for Bunny on there. They know who he's for. Yeah. Like I I think I could – you could see it in his face. Like – He's struggling. He's trying to get through the day. He's a mess. And he is on Mike and everyone's side. It's just, he just doesn't have, you know, the strongest backbone. But, you know, so I, I don't think he's working. Now, could he be persuaded and make have to make a decision? Either you're with us or you're done. And what would he do? Now, that's a different story if, if put to the test. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I think the jury's still out, but I do think he is on Mike's side. It's just he doesn't have his own numbers in there. He's got nobody. True. We never. You're right, Heath. We never see another guard. We don't see a lot of people backing him up, right? He seems yeah. to be Mike's. Now, though, in order to get that type of treatment, my thinking was that this relates to Mike's meeting with Sandrine Holt, right? You like her as an yes. actress, I know. I do like her. I do like some Sandrine um, in my life. That, because she is, though she's not the warden, she runs the company, right? Or she's at the, least Mike's yeah, contact. Yeah, that sells the prisons exactly, or whatever. Exactly, that owns yeah, the yeah. prison because it's a private prison. So she, in effect, is like the CEO. She's above the warden, right? And would be in more direct contact than, say, like a, a real mayor or governor or something with another warden. So probably has more power yes, than the warden. Exactly. Yeah, when it comes down to so it. maybe she got this done and that shows a burgeoning 
relationship between Mike and this and her and the system. Um, but I guess we'll see, man. I do think I, I like where you're, what you're talking about leading up to that. Um, Kyle offering his pregnant wife a beer. Not a good look. Not a good, not look. a good look, not a good look <laughs> and giggling and hanging on the fridge after she cooked a great dinner and blowing her off. <laughs> Uh, hey, you yeah. want a beer? Oh shit, you're pregnant. It's like, but that's yeah, that's, that's great that, writing. That really is because that is. I mean, that hits home. Is. But man, Kyle, he's a mess. Yeah, he is a mess. Like every time he's on screen, like I even like when he was coming home drunk, I'm like, God, I don't, like I almost feel like, oh, I don't want to come home like that. I don't mm-hmm. want to drink. He's good. <laughs> he's yeah. He's done. He really. They have, if I was him as an actor, I would be very happy with this season because they've really let him show a range and get deeper into this character than they did last year. And oh, yeah, uh, he's, he's breaking down, ass. he's breaking down. He's, yeah. yeah, he is. He's breaking down. I mean, think about that after the prison riots, then he goes for the new job and is on edge, then comes back, just wants to go back to the old ways and it's not quite happening and Mikey's trying to protect him but doesn't want him to get involved he's trying to do his own thing and then when he beats up Davidson he just he he he's a ticking time bomb and he's just gonna explode and it's too bad because his wife is trying to be so supportive and she knows how difficult but she makes a great point it's like she he's like don't judge me and it's like it's not coming from me Kyle it's something internally with you. She's right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he's just, he's trying to find his way. I mean, it's he therapy. wants to provide. Yeah. He, he needs help and he's not as strong and to be able to, I mean, he's been through a lot of shit. He saw his partner get gunned down yeah. the riots. He almost died with his brother. I mean, there's a, I mean, I, I don't blame him. Uh, and he just needs something, uh, some sort of something for him to latch on to, to get him out of this rut. And I'm scared for him because he's going down a, a bad path, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and just, but there's no one really, I mean, who's there to support him really. I mean, his wife is, but um, you know, she, she's got a, she's carrying child and, you know, it's just, and he doesn't really want, I don't know. It, it's, it's tough. He's in a, he's building sheds, you know, I don't know. <laughs> he, he's uh shift's going on but he is noticing when there's uh set changes location changes yes, so definitely. we did we do like that and when he walked into the um when he came to the police station which is in the basement because there's um asbestos by the way don't forget that right asbestos, um, yeah. uh i thought oh shit maybe kyle is the the rat that they were talking about and he's trying to get back onto the force by ratting out on what happened. But it turns out that's not true. It was just kind of his ex boss trying to tell him like, get your story straight. Right. The, the right. reason, and like we were saying, why is this happening? I thought they did a good job of explaining it. So many prisoners died. It was like 200 and something. Remember? And mm-hmm. No, regardless of what they did to the COs, they were not ABCOs at that point. This was a different prison, remember? Um, <laughs> they were just COs. That's right. Um, they were RCOs, regular COs. Um, <laughs> RCO, book readers, BRCOs. Yeah, even though so. they were treated so bad, 
doesn't matter. The public's going to want, you know, somebody to, you know, uh, go up on the cross. They decided it's Robert, get your story. And he was kind of edging him saying like, just, just fucking go with it. Right. Like, let it be Robert. And that's the way I felt. Did you feel that way? Oh yeah. Okay. But it made me so mad about the politics of it all. Yeah. Cause you know, he talks about how, you know, if we, if we don't have any bad guys, how can we keep being the good guys? I'm like, interesting. Yeah. You know, and I'm so just true like, though, right. It, it's very true, but man, Robert and his team came in there and saved lives, you know, but it, it just sucks. The politics of it all sucks. Well, I think it makes it, sense too, because we know that Robert outside of that situation, which was like basically fucking war, straight up warfare, right? Um, well, that's the, the, he is not such a good guy, right? We saw him take well, out that, the kid, that. So yeah, I think that's yeah, why Axel, they chose him because of his past mm -hmm. and his track record. Yep. And they've been showing that in the show. So it makes perfect sense. Yep. But then when you do that great deed where you really step up and save lives and then you get screwed, but it's, 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 you know, unfortunately with his track record, he's the perfect fall guy. Definitely. I mean, you said it. and they have to serve someone up and they have to serve someone up and it's him unless our boy, Mike McCluskey can talk to Ben Morrissey <laughs> and who's already gone to the DA. Yep. Just so tell him meet his murder. He's him. just, he's going to tell Morrissey. That's a Smith's reference. He's yeah. going to say meet his murder. Right. So, but he could be it's too bad. Cause I, I like Robert and I like the character, but you know, I guess, you know, fall guy, but I was just getting mad. I'm like, damn, these damn politics. I hate politics. <laughs> Solo. So you're going to be Solo like, folks. you're going to be like uh, Arnold. Maybe after your film career, you can run for governor of uh, California. Oh, Arnold. I, I was thinking of Arnold Jackson on different strokes. I'm like uh -huh. Gary Coleman. I'll <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Solo? No, I'm Willis. You're Arnold. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, so they do have a conversation about this, of course. Um, the guys get together like you're talking about, and Mike is going to go talk to Ben Morrissey, who is uh, the snitch. Um, but there is another question here, which is that they say that he spoke to the DA already, right? He right. said he already doesn't, there doesn't need to be an IA interrogation because he already spoke to the DA. The DA was killed. That doesn't mean that the information goes away, but, right? But Evelyn's was, probably on the information. That's but what I was. Was it off say. the record? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I got excited. No, I'm glad you completed my thought, brother. That Evelyn could get involved with this in some way too, right? She is now the DA. Yeah, I guess we're assuming that she hasn't. She's still in her assistant DA office, but we're assuming that she's has the power now, right? But she didn't get the week off like everyone else did, Axel. She's got that's that made me even think more so that she's the DA. That right? Like she's taken over. Right. She's, they didn't Yeah, she's interim DA, I guess. But they didn't exactly say that. I thought that at some point during their conversation, Mike would say, You're the interim DA now, or something official. But it was never said unless I missed it. Well, he talks about um sign the treaty. Know. Yeah, sign the treaty. So it's like she, I guess she has the power to do it, but we don't know what channel she has to go through. I mean, I, I unfortunately don't know. How, is it like being a vice president? When the president goes down, the vice president takes over. You can 
assume all the yeah I don't or is know. it the brass upstairs that have to approve her yeah i think it would be interim and then there would be because isn't the district attorney at a it, it's is it elected a, it's elected, elected yeah okay so interesting so i yeah that's a, yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure about that we'll see she could not be the interim and then they could you know someone could move in there that makes that kind of spices it up but we'll see um there's just like two more things to talk about in this episode, which are unrelated to the larger plots, unless I forgot something. Um, um but yeah, if we remember something, we could talk. We'll have time. I don't. I. I. I am the one hitting pause and stuff, so I'll give us the time. Uh, <laughs> I uh, first is Miriam. We get only a quick call and a quick little scene. She's upset that Mike doesn't want to come for dinner. Not much of Miriam this episode. No, I, I do. What I did take out of that, though, was I know Miriam wants Mike to talk to Jacob, her new project. Thank you. That should yeah. have been Irish. Yeah. But I did take her sincerity with him coming to dinner with her almost losing her boys in the riot yeah. and the shit going on. She and Definitely. her getting mud. She just does seem like she's hard on Mike, but she does seem she's trying. And it, you know, it's just one scene and one call, but she really did want him to come over. Like you could feel it. Like she was very sincere about it. So that, you know, it, it was Miriam. It was very quick, but it was, I, I do believe she's trying to get some sense of, you know, get her sons back. And maybe she's like, We'll get Mike back. Maybe he can help Kyle or maybe, well, I know she doesn't want Kyle working with them, but I, I got to believe she sees Kyle's in trouble with the drinking and the issues he's going on. So I don't know. Uh, she's just trying to get her family back mm-hmm. together at some point. And, uh, you know, so that's what she's doing. And, uh, and you know. maybe solo, that's another tick in the Kyle's going to die category of this dinner ain't ever going to happen. Right, she's right. never gonna sit at a table with her boys again. Um, you know that's possible. sad. Yeah, that is sad. Very um, sad. Very and the sad. last thing, which is I felt was one of the coolest scenes in the show, and if they're setting up a spinoff, I am totally down with Ian the mine hunter, serial killer, whisperer. <laughs> with Lem from the shield. <laughs> with Lem from the shield. Bringing Lem burgers. Um, he really went from pretty boy to lots of wrinkles. But hey, I got wrinkles too. You know, we all get older. Uh, but remember in the shield, he was like the pretty boy. They always used him oh, yeah. to like. Shane. Yeah. Shane? Get the women and whatnot. Um, but um, we get to see Ian meet Charlie. We find Again, out more. This is the second one this season, right? Yep. They continue their conversation. The bodies he talked about in Ohio, they found them. Good job. And then he starts talking about, you know, your teeth hurt. Basically, I want you to say you need to go to the dentist. I'll take you to the dentist so I can bring you out of jail. We can talk more freely. Do you have any idea? Do you have any theories? Do you think this is connected to our larger story? What do you think this is about? Okay, because it, it's interesting because when I'm watching this scene, I knew it was this. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So was was he mentioned in the first season, his character at all? That was a different serial killer. Remember? It Who was. they killed. It was. Okay. That, you know what? And then after watching, um, I was watching the series 
with Greg Kinnear. Oh, oh Blackbird. Love like I get it. confused. Yes. I get confused. I, th- these all gelled together. They're oh, like man. in the same universe in my head. Blackbird's and I'm like, great. wait a minute. Okay, so he's a new serial killer. So we first get introduced to him when Ian brings him a burger yep. for the first time. And he's just trying to find bodies because mm-hmm. he's a serial killer. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, burgers yeah, for you know, bodies. I don't. Yeah, Burgers for Bodies, the new spinoff sitcom. Hey, they only do 34 minute Kingstown episodes. <laughs> Why not do 23 minute Burgers for Bodies episodes? Um, I, I don't know where they're going with this. It does kind of feel like a potential third season storyline. Um, but as far as it's connected, like with what? Maybe Milo? The, with Milo or the van? I mean, the bus? Yeah, something, something like that. Maybe it's going to be something they can give the new DA. Maybe it's a trade. Maybe it's... Um, I'm just trying to think of how it could connect to our story. What people, does it have something to do with Mike or, I mean, does it have, I can't think of anything in that vein. So I, I thought my theory is that has something somehow connected to Milo, but I don't know how, and I don't know why. Yeah, I, they, I mean, they got to be, they're either a going to have some bombshell. This guy's going to give up or drop a name that will like, whoa, 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 whoa. Or it's setting up a storyline for season three that I, I don't know. I, I, it's kind of feels a little out there with this show. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just, cause it's, it's a total different, they just threw it on us. Like all of a sudden, and I know Ian's got to work different cases, so it, it, that's you know that's the way it goes. But like with Ohio and all this stuff, what, I assume they caught him in Michigan, but then he's saying there's more over state lines. So wouldn't it be a federal? Uh, you know, it could be a federal thing now. If he's, I mean, if he's got multiple you'd bodies think. over state lines, you, you'd, you'd think, think that's but... a federal become federal. So I, I don't know. I don't quite know what's going on with this. And, uh, I'm intrigued cause it's Lem, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Axel. I'm, I'm very curious because it, it, it's like, okay, why is, why are we, why are we seeing this? There's gotta be a reason, but it's still so interesting that I like it. Like they, they're, they're, they did good in this one. Like sometimes you can get scenes like this and you're like, I don't know what's going on. This is kind of weird, you know, but or force, but I like this and I like that. It's Ian too. I like that. He's doing his own little thing. Yeah, um, no, we need more Ian because definitely. Hugh Dillon's fantastic. And I, I, I do, I do wish there was more of him. Uh, that's why spin off, you know, baby. Hey, like that pizza scene with him and Kyle, the pizza parlor, yes. the shootout, like it. stuff like that. We need more of that. I yeah. need more of that. Agree. All right. I got one last question for you. Okay. One last one. Um, the way we kind of end here, the way we end is with Kyle finding Iris running outside, calling Mike. We get this weird shot of Mike not being there and it's just like the office, right? And his phone is ringing. Right. Um, I don't know what that's about. Um, I do. What do you think it is? He's banging Rebecca. No. Um, <laughs> he's sli- I, In five that, minutes? 
Well, yeah, we saw the alcohol bottle. I mean, that's there all the time. But I have a feeling he's sleeping at the office. Yeah, yeah. Well, we saw and we've I, seen I, that before too. I, yeah, I just think he's just passed out on the floor there. But yeah. I don't know because we because why would we hear his cell phone? That's at the, the thing. Office? It's strange, right? Yeah, it is strange. It was a celly. It wasn't a terrestrial phone, as they call it. Or or he was out getting burgers for Lem. Uh, yep. So He's Ian could bring him burgers. But my question is this. If Mike, I mean, I'm sorry. If Kyle was all, had said to Mike, I think on two occasions, like, let this go, like stop chasing after her. And then he went and he got the fucking bearer bonds, right? Two. Yeah, like I did not expect him to steal those. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. That's right. But I'm kind of like, I don't know. I was just surprised that Kyle ran right out and told Mike. I would have thought that he would have like picked up. it ran, And while it was ringing, I was thinking to myself that he was just going to hang up and kind of keep that information to himself for the time being. Kind of like, look, we got to take care of this prison shit. And Mike gets totally waylaid by anything having to do with Iris. So yeah. I'm not going to tell him. But maybe that's just an example of Kyle being drunk. And he's just so desperate to get in, in his anyone's good graces or to be seen as valuable in any way. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just simple. We found Iris and let's get the storyline moving or else yeah. Solo's going to have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. We don't want to give you a heart attack solo, and we have already went over almost twice the length of the episode, so we're going to end it here. I want to thank everyone for listening, for downloading. I want to give a shout out to Zaz Lover for a very nice Apple podcast review. Please, written reviews are great. We've got a bunch more starred reviews, um, but written reviews are always awesome, too. I think people kind of read those to see if they want to listen to the pod and also on the Spotify, we got a couple more reviews there too. So thank you very much. Head on over to dvrpodcast.com. Go to patreon.com as Savage Ginger did. And thanks again. Welcome to the, welcome to the crew. Go back. We have tons of older episodes that you now have access to. So scroll back on that Patreon app. And uh, lastly, but definitely not leastly, I want to say, Welcome back, Solo. It's been great talking to you for 58 minutes about a 32-minute episode. Oh, it's been great. Uh, uh, thanks for uh, letting me back. Uh, no, it was great. And again, thanks for Mike for holding down the fort. Uh, it, it, it's it, I missed it. It was weird watching the episodes and not podcasting about it because this was kind of like our little jam that we wanted yeah. to do together. So, But thank you, you know. Uh, and yeah, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm looking forward to the final three episodes and, uh, hopefully things will start to, uh, the foreshadowing and all this stuff. Hopefully we won't have any more episodes of get me out, Mike, but I don't think that's <laughs> going to happen. But remember, Axel, remember this, I'm going to leave you with this. You have the pen now. Okay. Thanks. All right. It's a okay. nice pen. That's all I got. Yeah, that's Nice it's, it's a very nice pen. It's one of those, <laughs> what are they called? Marco Cristobal pens. What are the really? I forget that. Anyway. 
that's uh, no, that's the coach of Miami Hurricanes. I don't know. <laughs> Peace out, everybody. Peace out.